fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try Wolfback, what is going on? The post-game first ever tailgate from the Roto Street Journal, where we and feed fantasy wolves. We are thrilled to check this out because we know everybody wants to keep that fantasy Sunday rolling. There's this weird pocket of like 40 minutes between red zone and Sunday night football. Why not just go raw emotions, recap the day, look at your waiver wire, kind of just keep the good fantasy times rolling. I, of course, am the wolf with me as our podcast co-host, the truth himself, Fantasy Sunday Truth, how are we doing, my man? Week six. Uh, the collective we, I don't know. Me personally, I've been on pins and needles all day. I've been in a shootout with a league rival that it looks like I might lose. Oh. So um, I'm in not a great mood. Not used to being in the co-host chair either. Yeah, so, you're I mean, I, I felt intro. a little naked in the beginning. Also, there's this logo of an eggplant like jutting into my forehead, which is I, uh, very deliberate. I'm pumped to be here, man. I, this is a void in the world of fantasy football. The time between when red zone ends and when Sunday night football begins. What do you do? I mean, it used to be back when I was a kid. That's when NFL primetime was on. But I mean, that's right. not really a thing anymore. So it's now bad. we're the thing. We are the thing. We will become that thing. And those of you tuned in, thanks so much for joining us. I agree, Nat. It's a wild Sunday. If you don't mind hitting that thumbs up button, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, it gets us out to more people and we can just have a blast here until we get to Sunday Night Football. I'm in an interesting battle, kind of the opposite of a shootout. I'm facing the last place team. He has started out hot as fuck. He was projected to score 150. But Aaron Rodgers is his QB. Spineless effort. Uh, so I ultimately have have a breathing, fighting chance here in the game. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers fans, we're going to rip through the studs of the week, the duds of the week, three up, three down, early waiver wire for those of you joining us. And then, of course, a mailbag for whatever lingering questions you might have to get through your week um, and to read these studs of the week. A returning guest, a Roto Street Journal legend. Won three of his last four championships, or is it four out of five? I don't even know. The kid is just racking up titles, but Lock I am thrilled one. to welcome on Mr. Seamus Russell. Simply Seamus. <laughs> is that Seamus's Hello? music? Oh my God. Here he is. Seamus, are you with us, sir? How are you, man? Uh, well, I've been better. Uh, oh, no. My Packers kind of just got demolished um, into the ground. Um, yes. Aaron Rodgers really wasn't that studly, uh, you know, tonight, but, oh, well. <laughs> well, we do have some studs for you to distract yourself with here, Seamus, because we that do. was a pathetic performance, and we'd love every week for you to nominate the studs of the week. It'll be around three to five studs. We got five names here, and then me and the truth after you nominate them for us. Will go. Are you looking though? Are you about to win your matchups this week? Like, where do you sit, Seamus? So I sit better than when I started today. Uh, one of my matches, as you know, all of my wide receivers were questionable at one point, and I had none on my bench. Uh, and 
they did well. So one of my matches, I think, is like 55-45, and then another one is like 60-40. Um, so it's actually better, um, and I'm in... You know, if I win both, I'll probably be in the top three of both my leagues. So there we go. Just another another championship for the dance teacher. No well, the dance Not teacher is ripping it up. Well, Seamus, <laughs> yeah. why don't why don't you start hitting us with these nominations? I'm going to pull you up solo, or uh, I'll pull up the first nominee, and you just let him rip. And I'll I'll fire him away. Nominee one. Derek Henry had the kind of game. That reminds you he's the perfect guy to build a stable around. He rushed 22 times for a jaw-dropping 212 yards and scoring twice while adding another 52 yards receiving. It's a worthy nominee right there. Very worthy. I'd say. <laughs> Next up. Henry's teammate, Ryan Tannehill, put up a massive fantasy numbers again this week. Tannehill threw for 364 yards and four touchdowns as the Titans edged out the Texans in an overtime thriller. Next up. Deshaun Watson did an amazing job coming from behind before sadly losing in an overtime this week he threw for 335 yards four touchdowns with no picks and running for another 26 two receivers to round this out justin jefferson was targeted 11 times pulling in nine of them for stunning 166 yards and scoring not once, but twice. The Vikings may suck, but this guy kicks ass and takes names. Both things. <laughs> Both things, indeed. And last up, Seamus, thank you so much. A guy who has been no stranger to this list in the past. Julio Jones had a vintage performance this week, catching eight balls on 10 targets for 137 yards and scored two times, leading the Falcons to their first win of the season. Awesome. Well, Seamus, thank you so much. Best of luck in your week six. It sounds like you're the favorite in both. We, we hope thank you take you. it down. Keep the, the Roto Street posted how you end up. And those nominations were oh. perfect, as always. Thank you so oh. much, Seamus. Thanks, Seamus. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> I love right. being called a gentleman. That doesn't happen anywhere near enough. Very rarely does it happen, but we are the perfect gentleman here, Truth. And who do you pick out of all those worthy nominations? Who's your well, pick of the So I'm a little bit biased because he's on my squad. He's my starting RB1. He's the guy I scored, uh, spent the most money of for my auction team that I care the most about. And coincidentally, I think he's the clear winner, which is Derrick Henry himself. Right. Uh, 22 carries, 212, two touchdowns, and 50 yards receiving as well. Man, that is such a nutcracker performance right there. I uh, that I mean, do you agree? I mean, you have. I can't imagine you'd take anybody else. It's really tough not to take Derrick Henry. I agree. Uh, just ridiculous production at the hardest position to find consistent, steady production. Just a, a smattering. It's just steamroller. The human steamroller. I've never seen 
anything like this guy. Um, it, it's unbelievable. So, yes, I, he'd be my pick. I guess Jefferson showing up the way he did was huge. And ultimately, you know, on our DFS show, Nat, I, I said, how do you not just pay the extra hundred? With Madison was the most projected owned. He was a hundred bucks cheaper than Derrick Henry. I was like, how do you not? If he's going to be the most owned guy, just pay up that extra hundred bucks. Are you talking and, about like for DraftKings? He was a hundred bucks cheaper. No, Henry was a hundred bucks more, but that was it. That was literally only. No, but I mean, they were a hundred bucks apart. Yes, that's and, insane. And Madison was more owned. And so. if you guys want to hear about uh, Madison a little, let's take it to the next segment because we agree uh, that Derrick Henry is the stud of the week. He's earned it. Let's yep. let's move to the next segment, right? Duds of the week. Dud of the week. And I honestly, I don't even know if we need multiple. The dud of the week has to be, absolutely has to be Alexander Madison, in my opinion. Do you have any other nominees? Can I, can I throw a few out there? I'm not saying no. I disagree with you. Throw them uh, out there. Baker Mayfield, 119 yards passing, one touchdown, two picks, benched in the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to at least give him a little love. And uh, I connected to him, OBJ, two catches, 25 yards. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, two receptions for six yards. Oh, boy. Yeah, certainly. Now, this guy, nobody ever thought he was going to be good, but this is one of the worst stat lines you'll see. Drew Locke, 10 for 24, a buck 89, no touchdowns, two interceptions, five rushes for negative one yard. <laughs> Robust yards per carry. And and they won. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's startling. I mean, when I, I was kind of keeping notes as I was going on, uh, and, you know, I just kind of random things that would happen throughout the day and what my – thing for drew lock was i just i just wrote like this guy throws one of the worst deep balls i've ever seen in my life it was like third and one and you're like and philip Lindsay's running pretty well and you're like well just hand the ball off and he'll throw it like 30 yards downfield into like coverage yeah it was just he's a terrible decision maker he doesn't seem to be a good passer and he's like the best quarterback that's come through denver in like eight or nine years right <laughs> they awesome. suck and the you, Patriots yeah, still Broncos blow, and yet you they're still not play. my Broncos anymore. Come on, I can't uh, get behind these guys. Yeah, it, it's awful. But, but, I, talk, I, but Madison, no, let's talk about Madison, the, a guy that people are spending 40, 50 bucks on right. waivers. Uh, you know, supposedly going to feast today. What was his final stat line? T- Ten carries, twenty six yards. I mean, hmm. I, and no. I had him in my biggest league. Yeah, it's like the ultimate smash spot. The second most fantasy points to running backs, the Falcons. Yeah. And he comes in and does legitimately nothing. I mean, beyond nothing. The worst possible fucking performance. A complete dud. The only time you, you think you're going to get him. I mean, last week he had 20 carries for 100 yards with mm-hmm. Cook in for the first half. Where did this come from? I don't know. But there is no doubt in my mind. I cannot wait to fucking cut this loser. You finally have your chance. You blow it. I'm totally done with Alexander Madison. By far the only dud of the week that can be considered uh, disgusted. He's Literally, the guy. Want, want to puke yeah the only he, the only one he's a guy i thought mine were pretty good though i thought those good guys nominee. those guys all sucked but i agree that given the expectations for matt i mean nobody thought drew lock was going to do anything they just maybe thought he wasn't going to be that bad right but but you know look at madison i mean where'd you put him on your running back board i saw people have him as high as two or three I'm, i had him know. at like seven or eight yeah like an yeah. rb1 like a lock a lock oh, RB1. absolute rb1 everyone's like well it's going to be one game but he's sure going to eat today well he yeah. didn't eat much and I, and I will say, too, if, if you follow us, the, the only saving grace for Madison was last week when people were asking, who do I blow my number one priority on or the most fab money? I said Claypool. So, you, Madison, you, you might Claypool. get one game. I said Claypool. He was good. 
Claypool and he was great. great. And he looks like a stud. And we're going to talk about ups and downs in a second. Um, but that's one saving grace is I didn't say blow it all on Madison. I said, you know, third on the priority last week, but uh, assuming he'd smash this week and he didn't. So now he's literally just cut him and get rid of him. Uh, the the second, oh, go yeah, ahead. It, exactly. No, but that, and you know, that that's really it. Like screw Madison. We weren't as crazy high. And on DraftKings, I did say you had to go Henry over Madison when it was only a hundred dollar difference. Madison was my fade of the week. And that, that ended up working well. The worst guy in our in my hometown league, but like the one with the worst team, he just seems to be the worst owner. He spent fifty one bucks on Madison on oh. waivers last week. Well, that that's clearly the uh, the tells you everything you need to know. The worst owner in your league spent fifty one bucks. On he was him. he was trying to make something happen, didn't work. Exactly. Well, let's move on to uh, the next segment here. Three up, three down. And as you know, Rosary Journal, where we treat it as a stock market, risers and fallers, you can go to rosaryjournal.com slash stockwatch or download our app, which has our stockwatch in its cleanest format. We always talk about the risers and fallers of the week. And I always like just get the bad news out of the way first. Okay. You mentioned, and you mentioned a lot of these in your duds of the week. Juju, just absolutely two, pathetic. Two catches, six yards. Awful. Two catches, six yards. With Deontay Johnson out, 36% target share out. And removed. And not only does Juju suck, Claypool looks like a fucking stud again. Yeah, he oh, looked pretty good. And and we got that question a lot in the sit start show this morning. And I said, give me Claypool. He's my number one receiver from here on out. Washington outscored them both today. Or I actually Claypool might have ended Washington up. Washington had a really good game. I'm but I mean I have a feeling there's at least a chance that Claypool is about to like put it into another gear. The Steelers yeah. look really, really good. I know that you've shit on the Steelers all the time and with good reason they look really strong right now I mean I I don't know I mean James Conner I feel like he's gonna get hurt anytime but he hasn't he had another good game today the Browns were supposed to be a formidable test their defense just ate the Browns alive right exactly they're they're a scary team and especially and again you said Claypool's gonna emerge I mean I think one thing if we give Tomlin, any credit, it's that he finds something that works. He's just going to go to it time and time and time and time again. What hasn't worked with Claypool, every time they've gone to him, he's produced. So I I think this is just a ultimate sign of everything to come. He is going to be that waiver wire guy that if you scooped him in week five, you got yourself a league winner. I think a high-end wide receiver, two low-end one from here on out, he's going to be shooting up my rankings. Are Are you cutting Juju right now? Oh man, I don't know if you can cut him because it's still Juju and like he could put it together, but he's hitting the bench hard. A lot of mouths to feed right now in that line. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a lot of guys to throw to. And not none bigger than Claypool. Uh, Claypool's the clear number one here on out. For And I said this last week. I said it's going to end up this way. Claypool's going to be my number one. I said it to multiple people, and, and I'm, I'm pumped to get that right. He's a monster. Um, my other down, and, and you mentioned the third down, but Stafford. The easy smash spot, the the freaking Jaguars, awful defense that is just going to get blown out every time, right? He goes 19 of 31, 223, one touchdown and interception, pathetic effort, does nothing. What was that, amount to 10 points, maybe less? Complete dud. And Marvin Jones, another two catches, eight yards. I almost put Jones on my duds nominees, and then I was like, nah, he sucks too bad to even deserve to be on the spot. I mean, he, he was terrible. He's still like 70, 80% owned. Why at this point? Get rid of him. Um, Just an awful effort. And he's clearly Marvin Jones on the cut list along with T.Y. Hilton. One catch, 14 yards, even though Phillip Rivers erupts. But the last down of the week, you mentioned it, Baker and Cleveland offense. 
just absolutely abysmal. Uh, he gets benched with them down 31 to seven. He, he's awful. Baker Mayfield just sucks. Beckham, he's terrible. Terrible. He, he got benched for Case Keenum. And Keenum looked good compared to him. Yeah, like, Keenum's first, Keenum hit Landry for like a 30-yard uh, slant across the middle, first pass or something like that. And I was like, oh, man, that's what I'm talking about. Joke of a player. Beckham, two catches, 25. Landry, three for 40. Hooper, five for 50. Kareem Hunt, 40 yards. I mean, the Steelers, a tough matchup, but a good defense. One of okay, the let's, let's – t- I agree with everything you're saying. But like I said, to begin uh, the Juju segment when I kind of digressed a little bit, the Steelers' defense is really nasty. So yeah. it's possible they were just completely outclassed by these guys. I'm interested to see how they bounce back from that, if they bounce back from it. Probably won't. And last segment here before the mailbag, just an early look at the waiver wire. Um, and, and so let me know if I forget any here, Nat. Well, I, did we you, go? You you did your downs. I don't think we did your three ups. Oh, we didn't even do the three ups. Shit. No, you said you want to get the bad news out of the way, but like oh. you just you dismissed the good news completely. And we got some really good news to cover. I know. One Let's cover it. Let's do it. Let's fly through it. With the downs being the Lions passing game, the up has to be the running game and DeAndre Swift. He he was you know dropped by some impatient owners in some leagues, and if not, he's he's seventy four percent on, so probably owned. But quickly take a look, dude had fourteen carries for one sixteen and two scores in the win, three receptions, seven yards. They seem to finally emerge from their buy and be like, yeah, maybe we should ride our second round running back. That is a supreme talent. Huge effort by him, and the big part was like he got stuffed on two goal line carries at one point. And they kept AP on the sidelines, gave it to him a third time, and he pounded it in. And that's what I love to see was like, okay, they're, they're giving this kid the fucking test. He responded. I think Swift is probably going to be the biggest riser on my big board. Any thoughts on his big day? I agree with you. I think that um, especially given the specific thing you just described, uh, that that just smells vote of confidence all the way. There, there yeah. are plenty of other ways you could have handled it. That was a very intentional way to handle it. Uh, and hopefully that's going to pay dividends with his confidence and you know, selfishly is production for fantasy. A hundred percent. And I think we're, we're going to get a nice 50 to 60, even percent snap share, a flip in his favor for the rest of the season. I think the Houston offense has to be a huge up just as a whole, uh, specifically sure. Deshaun Watson. You mentioned, and Seamus mentioned coming from behind four touchdowns mm. in that effort, but just the aggressiveness, Tim Kelly opening up the attack, lots of deep play action. We'll see the exact play action rates tomorrow, but I know last week it was right around 30% play action, a huge jump from the 18%. And then it just, Watson is so good on those types of throws and we're seeing it uh, ultimately become that way. And the defense is a joke. They are going to have to play this comeback shootout style offense. And clearly they, they have the nuts to go 12 and four, you know, Will Fuller, 123 mm-hmm. on six catches, Brandon cook, 68 and a score on nine catches. These guys are going to be able to get it done for you. Uh, we right. agree. David Johnson sucks though, right? Still sucks. Got in the end zone though, but like, he's yeah. going to be like the sluggish benefactor. Even yeah, though, he would. Uh, Is he just Lamar Miller 2.0 or what? It, Yes, exactly. And, Bill, you know, th- this offense is going to pound it in when they're getting close. Exactly. Lamar Miller, gross, but, like, will score touchdowns in a, in a high-power attack. Right. And I think you got the final stats for this dude. I did. Donald we don't Cohen. have really a write-up for him, but, I mean, he did go 23 times for 113 yards, two scores, had a couple catches, not much yardage on that. But it was like a 26-point PPR game. I mean, a game out of him. CJ has been pounding the drums for this guy forever. 
Yeah. Uh, we we used to kind of mock him for it, and now we've kind of grudgingly given him our respect, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great call at this point. Yes, Fournette's injury has kind of led to this, but Rojo has done nothing but respond in a, in a huge fashion to being the the guy, the bell cow. He, I got if I looked back at every snap at this point, I bet you he played seventy percent, maybe even more snaps tonight. And all he's doing is responding. Yes, Green Bay, soft defense, easy defense to do it against. But this is, I think, three straight games now. The dude has ripped off a hundred yards i think there was like a three-year drought when a bucks running back didn't have 100 yards never mind three straight games of it he's the guy he's earned it he looks great doing it i know his hands aren't the best for a brady style offense but let's call a spade a spade this guy looks like a stallion as a runner he's big he's fast he powers through i'm loving what ronald jones is doing and i never thought i'd say that i I know right you know eat a eat a little bit of humble pie there because after his rookie year i I thought the dude was fucking done but he's responded well and and i think you can treat this guy as a high end even when fournette's back they're not going to go back like he's earned it he has earned this gig and arians as shitty as he can be and dishonest as he can be We've seen him when he finds his guy, ride his guy. He's going to ride Ronald Jones as he's ridden David Johnson, as he's ridden Willie Parker. He Ronald Jones is great from here on out. All right. No argument there. Uh, I mean, that game, We if we have more time later, we can talk about that game. I believe it's a 38-10 yeah. to 10 win, Tampa Bay over Green Bay. Uh, if we had longer to go, I mean, I'm pretty sure we would have been throwing the down Packers offense, who, <laughs> who we, we thought were pretty fucking awesome. before like you know an hour ago huge down huge down i mean big for my draftings i haven't even opened it up yet don't open it maybe maybe we'll open it up live at the end and just see how i did i think i had a decent day uh i'm excited to see how much but let's move on to waivers and then after waivers i want to just read you the five or six comments that i made at the bottom of the shared doc as i was watching football throughout the day absolutely we'll hear truth's uh five nuggets of wisdom Coming I don't upstairs. know. <laughs> that might be generous, but go ahead. <laughs> so waivers, uh, the, and this is again early reaction without much time to prep. We're, we're doing this on the fly as we're drunk, high, enjoying red zone. Uh, so you know, there's probably some names we're overlooking. Ca- overlooking, <laughs> right? We we haven't had that. Yeah. The guys in the back room haven't proofread any of this shit. It's, but uh, there's probably some names. Yes. So let us know in the comments if I overlook a name send them on in and we'll, we'll debrief them. Cause we're going to get to the mailbag. Yeah. It, we saved the last 20 minutes of every broadcast just for the mailbag. If not more, I mean, I'll go into the game. I don't give a shit. So, so let's look, I, I think the tight end this week, there's certainly some guys emerging. One of them being Trey Burton has, yeah. you know, four catches, 58 yards, a score, and then another rushing score on the ground, 20% owned. It seems to be a staple, especially with Mo Alley Cox out. I wish I had him in DraftKings, and my day would have been crazy had I done that. Uh, Anthony Fersker, I got to shout out you, Rich Genos. I don't know if you're tuned in right now, brother, but he said maybe you pivot away from Irv Smith in your DFS, go to Ferkser. And this was before John who got hit, hurt. He's like, you might just get a cheap ass touchdown. Then John who got hurt and Fersker went 113 in a score. If I had done him in my lineup, I, I probably would be a rich man today. Unfortunately, did not go him, but I think my lineup still did well. We'll see. But Fersker, as long as John who is out, this offense clearly the Titans are a powerhouse. This is what 40 points, 32 points, 36. What did they put up today? 30, 43. I mean, yeah. In overtime, like I want to say 41, maybe. Yeah, because they scored the, the winner at the end there. So, yeah. I mean, over 30 something points in four straight games. Arthur Smith's a G. This offense rolls. So, if John who misses time, Fersker's going to be a top seven, eight tight end. 
for however long John who's out and fells in as well. Jordan Aikens hurt six catches, 85 and a score. Love what he shows. He's got some good athleticism and this huge, this whole Houston offense rising is a just obviously net positive for everybody, including the tight end. That's going to get some red zone love. And then the last tight end, uh, we got Irv Smith, four catches, 55 yards, as well as a two point conversion, not a huge day, but just more and more uh, popular in terms of meeting the production. So I thought he was some, some interesting tight ends. Are there any guys that of that list that you were like, yeah, that, that one I buy more than others. It's hard not to buy the, the Tennessee guy, Ferkster or whatever the hell his name was just because of, of the offense that he's yeah. in. I mean, I'm tempted to look into him. Uh, one thing we didn't for some reason mention on duds and down and all that. I don't know how this asshole slipped through the cracks, but Zach Ertz is a oh. pile of steaming dog shit. Yeah. And he's currently my tight end. And I say currently because his his job, his time with my team is almost certainly coming to an end. Uh, and I would love to replace him with that Tennessee dude uh, who just is in a monster offense right now. So I guess he's the one I, I don't really uh, I don't really believe in Atlanta's guy, but whatever. I don't really believe in Atlanta, even though they put up huge points. Yeah. But like, seriously, seriously, yeah. I mean, you acknowledge that Ertz has slipped through the cracks by not falling in either one of those categories. He's terrible. And in that sense, I just added a new banner here, but check for Dallas Goddard dropped in a lot of leagues. Ertz like limped off at one point, clearly sucks. Like Dallas Goddard's about to come off the IR and could go crazy. And he's out there in a lot of leagues. So uh, that's a great reminder. And all these tight ends we just ripped, I'd rather have Dallas Goddard than any of them. And I'm um, so pissed about Ertz because like, you know, I've been down on Ertz forever. Yeah. I was down on him when like no one had any business being down on him because he was really good. And, and now then, you own it. Yeah, and finally I get in the business, and then, and then and so it's like I knew if I just stayed hating him forever, eventually he'd suck. But I didn't want to own him somewhere in the meantime. I to- totally, yeah, exactly. As soon as you finally go into those guys you've always hated, they're gonna bust on you, no matter how He's, good they've been. Yeah, it's enraging, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, because this is right on the heels of these games, I'm just extra mad. I've had a little it, beer, and I'm pretty angry. The more I think about what happened in my game, the more I'm just kind of stewing and getting madder and madder. <laughs> Let's go to whoever the next thing is going because this is a sore subject. Well, oh, geez, this, eagle. this fucking sucks. <laughs> you want his stat line just for you, Nat. Uh, instead of Ertz going off, Travis, Travis Fulgham, whoever that creature is, has six catches on 10 targets, another d- double-digit target day, 75 yards, another score. So he's now scored in three straight. He's been a fantasy beast in three straight. I, I mean, I get Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. They're going to eventually return, but this guy, 31% owned. Uh, how does he just disappear? I I don't see it. He's got Wentz's trust. He's kind of been anchoring this core the last three weeks. I think he stays. I I, I think he's a fixture no matter what happens when Alshon and Deshaun Jackson come back. Do you have any interest in Fulgham or what what are your thoughts? I mean, it's all relative. I'd rather have him on my team than Zach Ertz. Yeah, I have some interest (laughs) in him. I watched some of this game and I mean, he was involved a bunch. I think he, what, he got targeted like 10 times. That's, yeah, that's not nothing. Not nothing at all. Again, double digits, two straight weeks, scoring all three. The, the guy is getting it done, and he's great in these contested. Like I, that was his thing coming out of college was he's great in contested situations. We're seeing it. Like it's it's translating at the NFL level, which is kind of worrisome. You're like, well, is he only good at these because he can't separate, or is he just really good at contested balls? And he's really good. So, well, and last guy, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 no. Who are you saying? Well, I was just gonna say like the whole contested ball thing. I mean, it's hit and miss. It's not like. You know, it's an automatic formula for getting a stud. But I mean, when I didn't have a ton of knowledge about some of these guys years ago, 
I remember specifically when he was a rookie and a second year player going after DeAndre Hopkins because there was such a buzz about how good his hands were on contested plays. And I really didn't know much about him at all. But everyone kept saying that. And I was like, all right, well, if the ball's near him, he's going to pull in. And of course, I mean, look what he is now. I'm not saying this guy is going to be DeAndre Hopkins, but obviously that's that's a skill that interests me. And probably I'm not the only one. Absolutely. No, exactly. If you can be thrown open when you're not really open and actually complete those, your quarterbacks will love you forever. Um, and then the last one is he was kind of being thrown open when he wasn't open. So I, I don't know that I'm interested in anything in a Philly Rivers led offense. So this is kind of just like, uh, Who's this? Marcus Johnson. Five catches on eight targets and 108 yards. 27, 36 yards, 13, 55, 20, and 20-yard receptions. So a lot of big plays. Kind of seems to be overtaking T.Y. Hilton for that deep ball uh, you know, role. Again, not really that interested in, in getting invested in the Colts. And this guy's 0% owned. I just was like, okay, here's a nobody that put up a big line. Like, Should we be interested? I, I don't think so, but... Uh, I'm, I'm not interested. But Is I've seen I've else? seen some people's rosters yeah. in, in my league, and I'm like, oh, they could be interested in him because some people yes. really suck, man. They're just that bad, right? Is yeah. there anyone else I'm missing? Like again, we whipped this together, guys. Let us know. I shot Brashad Perriman, I think was hitting like 70 yards or something. You know, he seemed to be having a good day. He's got some athleticism, as bad as that team is. Um, yeah. let us know. Hey. Cheers, guys. That's our post-game tailgate. Good, Thank you good for all the interaction. That was a lot of fun. We're going to tighten it up, make it even better next week, I promise. We're going to do this again, right, Wolf? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to make this a staple. Good stuff. Right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Cheers, guys. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Old-fashioned football right there, folks.